Welcome to the Sugar Freedom Show, brought to you by SugarFreedom.com. I'm your host, Katherine Gordon. The subject today is creative freedom. I wrote Sugar Freedom five years ago, and I put up Cardio Freedom just recently, less than a year ago. So freedom is the subject. And one of the things that I tell my clients when I coach them, either for physical fitness or for exploring and discovering their optimal nutrition program, we talk about the why. We talk about the, the impetus, the reason why you want to change the way you eat or the way you move so that you can have better health. But most of all, and the reason I chose the title Sugar Freedom is that I want to encourage people to seek out what they do want as opposed to moving away from what they don't want. So if we look at the desire for eating well and moving well, the desire is that we're moving toward freedom. For me, that would be freedom from fear, freedom from judgment, and freedom from the limitations that I place on myself. Just last week, I had the opportunity to lead a singing and movement portion of a woman's retreat workshop, and uh, it was a really fun hour, and we worked on a song, and uh, actually we worked on This Is Me from The Greatest Showman, and then we just did a very simple dance, and it was a pretty cool kind of salsa dance that we did just to get the body involved and have some fun and do some movement, and the energy in the room was absolutely it was electric. When I started to talk to this group of women, my hair stood on end and it was so exciting. And one of the things that we did, and uh, I am, uh, I've worked as a singer for a number of years. And when you sing a song, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll take the lyrics and we will say them like a monologue. And so what we did is we split up all of the lines of the song and everyone took two lines. And it was really so enriching and so exciting to hear what the women in this group did with these words. And then later when we went into the dance, it was so enjoyable because by that time, really the ice had been broken. We were comfortable working with each other and it was a, a wonderful experience to move together in that room. The subject of today's podcast is freeing the creative body. And the reason I use that term is years ago when I was studying to be an actor, we worked with a textbook called Freeing the Natural Voice by Kristen Linklater. And the book is still in print. I have a copy right next to me. My hand is on it because the concept between Linklater's book was that the natural voice is already there ready to express and to be heard in all of its wonderful variety and that we tend to get in the way of the natural voice through judgment and fear. And it's the same thing with our physical bodies. And if I may, if I go back and I look at where my, where my binge eating came from, because, well, it came from fear. A number of experiences happened in my early childhood that, um, the, certainly the death of my father when I was six years old, that immediately following that was when my compulsive binge eating started. And that wasn't resolved until years later when I finally did remove the sugar and the grains and the vegetable oils from my eating plan. And it's so interesting how an emotion, how emotional pain became physical and that the emotional problems that I had 
were ultimately helped to be resolved by eliminating the overstimulating foods, the sugar and the grains that were causing me to feel physical and emotional distress. But today's podcast, we are looking at creative freedom and how bringing creativity into your life can open the door to certainly happiness and health. And from the standpoint of of sugar freedom and body development or transformation, my discovery as I've worked with people as a personal trainer since 2012 is that when we allow ourselves to do the things that we love creatively, there is a marvelous tendency to be able to let go of the foods and perhaps even the beverages or the substances that we tend to overuse. In my personal in my personal experience, I have a tendency to block my powerful desires to sing, to dance, and to act on camera because of my belief that my physical body is not good enough to be seen. And this is reinforced by a number of things that happen in the media. A year ago in January of 2018, a big story came out about emails between board members of the Miss America pageant. And what was really horrifying about these emails is that they contained body and moral shaming directed at former Miss Americas. And this is really quite astonishing when you think about the reality that that these women, they are so beautiful and they come up through the ranks and they win in their counties and in their states and then they come to the pageant really as, I, I suppose you would say, the pinnacle of beauty and talent representing the flower of American beauty. And yet, even these women, so astonishingly beautiful, are still subjected to the kind of judgments that are simply, well, they're, how is it that anyone of, of regular, how is it that anyone who has a normal amount of attractive, of attractiveness, how are we supposed to feel comfortable and happy and productive in the world when we know that even women at the pinnacle of beauty are being judged and really called horrible names and brought down because they don't conform to some standard of perfection. And certainly heads rolled and uh, people were removed from the, from the board. Others were brought on the board and they tried to solve this problem. And then just recently, there was a story about a banquet for cheerleaders where these really cruel awards were given for the size and shape of their bodies, either parts that were too big or, or even for gals who were too small. So it was equal opportunity cruelty. And they said, well, well, it's just a joke. It's done in the spirit of fun. But the consequence is, and I have experienced it, and perhaps you have too, that there is an awareness that not just in the media and not just in, not just in show business, but also in other areas of the world, women are being judged cruelly and harshly and are being punished for not conforming to a particular standard. There was a story a number of years ago about um, an opera singer who couldn't fit into a quote, little black dress. And you know, certainly when it comes to, when it comes to dance and all of the performing arts, one of the things that I have noticed is, is that 
if you don't conform to a standard of thinness, that you have to be astonishingly, overwhelmingly, abundantly talented in order to overcome these restrictions. And we can think of, you know, a number of of singers, comedians, actors, and artists who they're so good at what they do that they do manage to overcome these physical limitations. One of the things as a singer and a dancer and an actor that I have struggled with is a voice in my head that tells me I am not of that caliber. And so in order to be worthy of an audience, I'm going to have to be thinner and thinner and thinner. But the good news is at age 54, coming on 55, I'm beginning to realize that one of the incredible blessings and gifts of maturity is that this expectation of perfect beauty is beginning to fade into the background. And that is the exciting part. So what if you're not 50 yet? What if you're 24 or 34 or 44? (laughs) Or what if you're 84? So how do we develop the confidence and the self-confidence to go out and create and do the things that we want to do? The reality is it's time to just simply begin to do them. One of the most wonderful things about the workshop that I got to participate in last weekend is that we were all of different ages and shapes and sizes, but what we all had in common by that time was the freedom to go ahead and express ourselves. So as I go ahead and I look at, I look at the paper that my son wrote, my goodness, we're talking about benefits of practicing the arts in economics, in health, in mental health, and then also in the health and happiness of the community. Uh, here's, here's an example. Students who received 15 weeks of dance instruction were found by USC Rossier, who did the study, to have lower scores on the children's depression inventory. And the physical nature of dance also promotes healthy muscle structure and flexibility in students. Visual and performing arts have also been found to improve creativity, communication skills, critical thinking, expressive skills, and self-esteem. I mean, it just, you simply can't beat it. My, my goal today with this podcast is to encourage you to use creative self-expression in order to enrich and enhance your life. The concept is is that, and what I would like to encourage and challenge you to do, is that as you look at the coming weeks in terms of your physical fitness and your nutrition, I'd like you to apply your fitness and nutrition practice to the things that you love to do creatively. So what are the things that you enjoy? There's all of the different performing arts. There's dance and singing and acting. And there's also the fine arts, which would be drawing, painting, sculpture, and there's also music, of course. Is there a way that you can fit some of the arts, some of the creative arts into your daily life? Needlework, drawing, crocheting, gardening. What are some of the things that you can do that are going to add creativity to your life? One of the simplest ways to add some creativity is in the kitchen. Now, I know, I'm the sugar freedom woman. And so my eating is very, very simple. It's pretty rare that I'm going to make a recipe that's gonna include more than say five ingredients. 
And yet, when you are in the kitchen and when you're putting together a meal, how can you use creativity in order to make that a fulfilling experience? And one of the simplest ways is to make a beautiful table. That could be your silverware, your placemats, your napkins, or the way that you arrange perhaps some flowers on the table. Of course, it's winter and we're still raining here in Sonora, California. So our our flowers have gotten kind of beaten up. There's um, narcissists and daffodils that are starting to grow in the garden, but they just keep getting beaten down by the rain. But there might be other ways to make your table beautiful and to make your surroundings more beautiful. Another way we can add creative self-expression to our lives is simply in what we wear. And one of the things that I tend to avoid is expressing myself through color and style because a lot of times I'm trying to go under the radar, not necessarily wanting to stand out, throwing on a simple pair of slacks or a simple pair of jeans and just getting out there in the world and getting my work done. What if we began to consider dress as another means of creative self-expression? And if you're not ready to embrace that for yourself, I have an exercise for you. And it's just simply, and you don't need to make a big deal out of it, simply notice when other people take time with their appearance, perhaps there's something they're wearing, a piece of jewelry, an article of clothing, just simply notice the attractive things out there in the world and take in if someone is beautifully dressed, if someone is wearing a lovely pair of jewelry, maybe they have on a hairstyle that you admire, go ahead and give yourself permission to notice and enjoy. Because one of the secrets in bringing self-worth and bringing a sense of beauty and self-acceptance into our lives is even if you're not ready to discover and celebrate beauty in yourself, you can bring it into your life, feel it, express it by noticing it in other people. My life motto is we receive what we want for others. So if we want to bring self-confidence into our own lives, one of the ways we can do that is to appreciate the form and the beauty and the kindness and the expression of others. As I close this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and confess that as a performing artist, I have a tendency to judgment when I watch other people's performances. My expectations can be harsh. And sometimes I believe that that comes out of envy. If I see someone on stage or performing or doing something that I long to do, I tend to judge what they are doing. And I do believe that this tendency to judge others then reflects back on me and limits my ability to express myself. So if you find yourself in situations where you're feeling critical or judgmental, I do want to encourage you to embrace the possibility that if you let go of judgment of others, that you're also going to be able to let go of the judgment of yourself and allow yourself the creative self-expression that can give you a truly fulfilling life. So I guess the bottom line is that if we're going to replace overeating, perhaps we can replace it with more creativity, more joyful self-expression, and a more fulfilling life. So thank you so much for listening today. I'm Katherine Gordon for sugarfreedom.com, 
and join me again for another podcast, doing my best to do my Freedom Fridays again. And so the third week in March, I will be back and doing our Freedom Fridays consistently, talking about food and fitness and fun. Why not? Make it a wonderful day and a wonderful week and come back soon to the Sugar Freedom Show. Bye-bye, everybody.